Welcome to breakfast, everyone, and happy Monday. Good morning if you're listening on SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney as we fill the chairs for Vossi and Brandy. And for the first hour, we welcome to all of you north of the border on SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane. Patton Hills will be along from 6 AM Queensland time. And if you're listening anywhere else across the SEN network, good morning to you. Heaps of sport to discuss today, including Peter Volandis confirms the Bears... He wants them back in the NRL. The Socceroos bow out of the Asian Cup. Australia beats the uh, West Indies in the second ODI at the SCG. Uh, Michael Karianis, welcome. Good morning, Miss O. How are you? I'm very well, very well. Spring in my step today. Monday, big week on breakfast this week for the two of us. Yes, yes. Last week for summer breakfast before the big, big boys dogs are back. Vossie yep. uh, and Brandy, only one week away. I know our listeners will be very surprised. Uh, not surprised. surprised. <laughs> excited. Very excited. Surprised at actually coming back because I've had so long off. Yeah, or... we'll be surprised. I was surprised. I was like, Vossi and Brandy work on SEN. <laughs> um, how's your weekend? Oh, mate, my I live a dull existence at the moment. Usually the off season is where you know it's a bit fun, it's a bit looser. Um, I love summer. Uh, but Big summer guy. But not this year, mate. We've got the bub ju- another bub ju- next month. We've got a 17-month-old at the moment. So it's a matter of trying to keep um, both girls at home under control heading into um, chaos next month. Can I give you a tip? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, here we go. So neither my mum or dad are swimmers. Mm. Neither of them really proficient in swimming. Yeah. But when mum was pregnant, I was a, a very large baby. Yeah. And I was born in April, so I was the, the main months of pregnancy were through summer. And I was so large that she couldn't do much exercise. So all the exercise she did throughout her whole pregnancy was swimming. She spent all her time at the pool swimming. Yeah. And she claims that that's the reason that I then became a swimmer. So a bit of advice, if you want a little Mariana swimmer, you want the next Greek Olympian. (laughs) Looks like my mum's going to be a movie critic or something. A movie critic. (laughs) (laughs) I better not say that too loud. What about... What about you? You out of the two of us, you're definitely living the life c- compared to me at the moment. Um, and there were some whispers as I entered the office that you might have finally got down on one knee. No, no, false. No, fake, fake news. news. So what happened, uh, MC? It's my girlfriend's thirtieth birthday this coming Sunday. Yep. And so she's from Melbourne originally, and her, and her school friends from Melbourne got chatting to me, and they said, "Oh, we'd love to." Uh, you know, have a party for, for Rose. I said, well, we can't do it on the weekend of her birthday because all her family are going to be in Sydney and they're all staying at our house and we're going to do a family thing for Rose on her birthday. She didn't want to do a, a massive party on her birthday because she wasn't sure about Melbourne friends, Sydney friends, work friends, family. It was too much to organize. So I said, how about you come down the weekend before her birthday, uh, come and stay at our house. We'll I'll organize a big night in Bondi. We'll surprise her and she'll, she'll love it. And she'll love the fact that you all get a chance to come down. None of them have been to our house in Bondi before either. So they said, yep, no worries. Anyway, two weeks ago, they contacted me and say, actually, no change of plans. We're staying at a hotel in the city. Mm. What we need you to do is bring her to this specific hotel room at this hotel in the city. Tell her, oh, we're just having a night out in the city. The two of us have booked a hotel for us and we're going to go out afterwards. Yeah. Now, I've been... Dating Rose now for nine years. Okay. So if you said to a partner of nine years, yes. I've got a surprise night in the city for the two of us. I've booked a hotel room. 
and they're then very coy around the plan. So I haven't booked any restaurants. I haven't got any specific locations. Can't give any details. Very suspect. Yes. Very sketchy. Very yes, suspect. Yes. So I made my own plan. I thought, I'm not telling you I've booked a hotel for two in the city. I looked where they booked the hotel and it was down the southern end of the city. So I'm like, what, what reason would I have to tell her we're going down that end of the city? So I said to Rose earlier in the week, let's go for dinner in Chinatown okay. on the weekend. Yep. She's one of those people that has to be in control of everything. So okay. she's like, which restaurant are we going to? I said, oh, don't worry about it. I'll book it. No, no, no. Which restaurant? Well, I'll book it tomorrow. Next day, which restaurant are we going to? Look, why don't we just go to Chinatown, walk around and find somewhere? And she said, you never do that. You always have to book a restaurant. Which restaurant? I said, just leave it with me. Yeah. I'll book somewhere. Forget about it. So she's asking me every day about that. Then her friends say, oh, can you get it to the hotel room at 3 p.m.? Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, that's and perfect dinner time. Yeah. Oh, now I've said dinner. So I said, oh, let's go into, let's go into the city at 3 o'clock and just walk around. Why would we do that? I said, can we just go into the city at three, please, please? And it wasn't hot at all yesterday. Oh, so it gets to 2.30. Yeah. I go, come on, let's go. Let's go into the city. Oh, I'm going to wash the dog. <laughs> so no, let's just go to the city. She goes, no, I'm washing the dog. So she goes upstairs and starts washing the dog. Uh, like, what is it? And I can't, I can't say, no, we have a time. We have to be there or yeah. to give away the surprise. Anyway, so she washes the dog. By now, it's pretty much three o'clock. And I said, all right, come on, get dressed now and get ready. What should I wear? Oh, dress nice. Oh, actually, I'm going to walk the dog now to dry him off. I was like, you're not walking the dog. Get dressed. Wear something nice. We're going into the city. Anyway, as she's getting changed and stuff, she ducks downstairs for a second. And I quickly grab a bag and put together an overnight bag and then rush down and hide it in the car and then come back into the house. She gets ready, drive her into the city. We park near this hotel in the southern end of the city, sort of down towards Surrey Hills end. She's like, why are we parking here? This isn't that close to Chinatown. And I was like, oh, <laughs> don't worry about it. We'll just we'll walk around a bit. Then I take her to the hotel. Is it awkward in the car or is it like... Yeah, oh, awkward. Yeah. Awkward. Uh, because I'm giving no details and she's starting to... I'm, I know she's starting to think proposal. Yeah. I just know. Yeah. Because I've been under a lot of pressure from all angles recently. Yeah. yeah. Get into the hotel... Rather than checking in, I go to the the counter and say, "Oh, I've got a, I've got a key to pick up for James." Yeah. And the guy's big grin on his face. Yeah, I've got the key for you. He gives me the key. Doesn't ask for any details, credit card, nothing. And she's just standing there looking at me. And then as we go to the elevator, she's like, "What's going on?" I was like, "Don't just don't ask questions." She's like, "What have you got planned?" I said, "Trust me, don't ask any questions." Anyway, go up in the hotel uh, elevators. Go and knock on the door of this hotel room so that they know where theirs, they can surprise her. And she's just looking at me like, what is happening? Swipe the door open and uh, she goes in, huge surprise. Um, and then I, I did the Harry Houdini. I got out of there and they had a, a girls weekend. Nice. So I dropped her off Saturday afternoon. Um, she came home Sunday afternoon. I uh, did her girls weekend thing, but the pressure for a proposal at the moment and any moment like that now yeah just feels like it's leading to something yeah yeah so it was a stressful week mc and to be honest i'm glad that weekend's (laughs) over because all week i was stressed about how am i gonna do this surprise yeah Uh, this is and you know people are there's mixed reports on your um your story does this end from western sydney yes it does 
But what about James? From This is a text from James. If I did something like what you did, I would get told, what did you do? What do you want? And no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, that was the problem. Yeah. That was the problem. See, if, if Rose said to me, we're going for dinner in the city on Saturday night, not only would I have forgotten what she'd said 20 minutes later, I wouldn't ask a question all week. Yeah. It's just, but she has to know every detail of everything. I, I think in in my relationship, I'm the inquisitive one. My my uh, wife's more, yeah, all right, sweet, just go with the flow. Yeah, and I'm like, no, no, where are we going? What time do we have to be there? What do I need to take? How you did know? you propose? Oh, it's it's a long story. So, but we met at a gym, right? Yeah, wow. All right, so we we met at a gym. And Pumping iron. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm very impressive in the gym, yeah. James. And um, it was my mate's gym, so I told her um, I needed. I had a session there in the morning, and I told her I left my wallet there. Mm. Right. So then I pretended that I had to go to work. Work knew I had the day off. It was a Saturday. Work knew I had the day off. So I went and picked her up and said, "Oh, let's go have lunch near the gym, but I need to go back to the gym to get my wallet." So she's like, oh, "Okay." Doesn't ask any questions. Right. Sweet as. So I've put the gym's closed at this stage. So I've put the ring in a locker in the gym. Yeah. So we've gone up. I go, I don't know where my wallet is. Um, why don't you check in the lockers? I'll check in the bathroom. So we get there. I have the key. I unlock the door. She goes up and she's like, oh, someone's left their ring here. <laughs> <laughs> she turns around and I'm on one knee. And oh, That's nice. how I did it. And nice. then we went to the city and did all that sort of stuff. And it's so, got meaning because that's where you met. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. It's like random, like that's proposing nice. in the gym, but because yeah. that's where we met. Yeah. Is is why I um, and she had no sneaking suspicion. No, not really, because she's pretty, she's trusting, right? So yeah. she legit thought I left my wallet at the gym. I like it. Um, so that was my little little segue into that, and 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 did it like that. So, um, yeah, that was successful. If I reckon, if we had have thrown open to the listeners. Uh, Where who, I met. who met their girlfriend at the gym? <laughs> you have been paying a hundred to one. <laughs> That's what my mates were like initially. Like, mate, just tell her you met her on Tinder. It's fine. It's sweet. I said, no, I really didn't. Hey, overnight we had the one day international West Indies in Australia. Uh, Australia, of course, the juggernaut rolls on. Uh, Sean Abbott played a starring role. He was player of the match. Crucial to Australia winning. He scored 69 of 63 balls to help the Aussies reach nine for 258. Windy's all out for 175, but uh, he hit someone in the crowd during he the match. He did, yeah. So he's hit a six. Yeah. This ball's gone flying into the members section, actually, so it could have been a, a big hitter. Mm. <laughs> straight, he's tried to catch it straight into his face, hits him in the glasses, splits him, yep. smashes the glasses. Yeah. I don't know how it didn't knock him out. It should have been a knockout punch. Well, he should have caught it. He should have caught. He had it. every opportunity. I don't think there was a deflection either. Sometimes no when deflection. when the you know everyone's going for it, there's fingers in the air, and you can get a deflection. No worries. But he had an opportunity to to catch that, and just no good. Uh, all right, let's listen to some audio of that match, particularly the Sean Abbott montage, which led to Australia being in the box seat after their innings. Full of pitch. Abbott has a big dig at this. Has it gone the whole way? Yes, it has. Well, Abbott has aimed for the members and he's got there with a six, a thundering six. Joseph into Abbott. He just chips it back over the bowler's head. He'll pick up a single. That's your half century. Zampa scampers back for a second. Good running, good batting, and a timely innings from Sean Abbott. Shepard with Abbott waiting, swinging, full toss. Got it straight out of the screws and over the fence. Second ball. 
Slower delivery. Probably a bigger hit. It's high in the air. Back-to-back -back sixes for Sean Abbott. Huge innings from Sean Abbott, but the story of the night was the man getting smashed in the face. Now, there's a story in the papers this morning saying that he's pretty upset with himself because he's the leading catcher at his local cricket club. <laughs> and under pressure on national TV, <laughs> not only has he not caught it, he's been smashed in the face. <laughs> cricket Australia has confirmed that they stitched him up uh, after the incident. So they've taken some responsibility. Yeah. But his mates will be stitching him up today. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. There's missing, there's dropping a catch. And then there's Leonard hit your net. Yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. Have you ever been in a in the stands and, and caught a ball or a, a rugby league ball? No, I don't. What about when you sideline? Yeah, sideline I have. Yeah, yeah. You caught a side, ball? Sideline I have, yeah. You ever dropped one? No, I don't think so. Because if they're coming to me on the sideline, they're not usually, because it's so close, it's usually one of those little dink kicks for touch or something like that. Nothing of, yeah. no. I'm more worried about the ball coming and hitting me on the head. So you've never had a... A Burton bomb that's gone slightly astray and you've had to catch it on the side. Oh, yeah, one-handed with my eyes closed. <laughs> no, no, I don't go near them. No, no. Usually I've got my laptop on me as well, so I've got to be careful ah. um, to make sure I don't cause too much damage. But it's usually when I'm doing sideline, I'm worried about the fans throwing it at my head. Yeah. When, when they catch a bomb yeah, or when the ball goes uh, over there. But, that, yeah, that is – it is quite dangerous too if you, if you, you yeah. don't have your eyes on the ball, in the cricket particularly – but I, I think um, old mate's in for a, a tough time. Yeah, the the group Snapchat or could you imagine WhatsApp the WhatsApp? Or, yeah, yes, it's going oh, off. Going. <laughs> Big dramas. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is our text line. Have you ever been hit by a ball in the grandstand, or even better, have you ever caught a great catch, cricket match, NRL game, baseball? Baseball would be yeah. dangerous as well because watching that replay, the size of a cricket—that's a rock coming mm. at you at. 130 yeah. k's an hour or yeah. so, straight in the face. He did pretty yeah. well to it stay would've standing. Hurt. Yeah, it, oh, it would have hurt. Time. What about at the Central Coast in those games? Sometimes when they're playing footy and the ball goes over the fence and people just run off with the footies. Yeah, into onto the highway. Onto almost, the highway, yeah. 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 So text us in 0457736736. Even better. Give us a call, one 1170 We have a Signet Boost power bank to give away to the best caller today. The lines are now open. We are here for Bryden's Lawyers, unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Bryden's Lawyers. Your calls and texts in just a moment. Welcome back to 1170 SEN uh, in Sydney. Chance of showers this afternoon and evening, heading for a top of 33 in the city. 37 for you guys out in Penrith. Uh, good morning if you're in Brisbane. You're with us for another half hour before Patton Hills will be along. Partly cloudy up there today and 32. Breakfast is powered by Kubota for over 40 years We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Reminder, Vossi and Brandy are back next Monday. Does that mean you're back to News Corp, MC? Well, I'm still there. But yes, yeah, but, but back on the back, back on the pen. Yeah, yeah, full time. Yeah, yeah. Do you um, write anything? Do you read anything? No, no, I mean, do you write with a pen? <laughs> oh, no, sorry. You, I think you, you mean, like, do you read the facts? Do you do shorthand? Uh, I sort of know shorthand, but when I interview, I'm um, quick type. Like, if I interview, I just touch type. Okay. That's easy. you have a little voice recorder? I, I, well, I just use my phone if yep. I'm doing a face-to-face -face interview. But if I'm doing it on the phone, if I'm doing, if I'm interviewing you from on the phone, I'll just touch type. While you're, while you're doing it. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. And it just saves time too. Yeah. Because I don't have to go back and listen to it, which is a major punish. I noticed a change throughout my career in reporters. When I started, they'd all have the notepad and oh, do yeah. a shorthand. 
And then it switched to the little recorders. Yeah, that's what I started with, yeah. And then it switched to the phone. Yeah. yeah. Some journalists still carry a, a dictaphone with them. Yeah. Um, but I, I probably haven't used mine for five years. But so that's... shorthand dead? Would new journalists learn shorthand? I don't know. Like, it was part of my traineeship. So when I first started um, to get my cadetship at, at um, the St. George Leader, where I was, I needed shorthand. I was very bad at it. I did it with Chamus. Chamus and I had to do it yeah. together. He was very good at it. Shorthand. Yeah, yeah. What's an example of shorthand? Like a little symbol means something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's basically and is it universal, can, or do you make your own? No, nah, no, nah, it's universal, and like that would be A B C D. Like it's like little indentations, basically. Mm. Um, but it can be whatever you want it to be, as long as you can read it back. Yeah. Okay. So have you have you been back on the typewriter this week? Yeah. Last week was my first back? week back. Yeah. Yeah. Big stories during the week? Uh, not too bad. Um, we've got we had one on on junior rugby league, which we'll touch on um, later in the show. There's already a few texts to, about that, so we'll we'll get into that later in the show. It's a you know an interesting change. It sort of split um, opinion uh, opinions definitely at, at the grassroots level. But you know, there's a few bits and pieces. Nothing huge. Just yeah. uh, warming my way into the year. Hey, Friday afternoon, uh, myself and Justin Horro hosted the Rugby League Players Association. Oh, yeah. uh, Little social do. Nice. It's pretty cool down there at St. George at Cogra. Um, really interesting to see the change in dynamic now. Any past rugby league events uh, I've been to has been all men. And this one now, NRLW. So they mm. had 28 male delegates from, from all the clubs and 28 female delegates from all the clubs. It was almost like going more into a swim team environment okay, now, yeah. right? Because the banter changes a little bit, the mood yeah. changes a little bit. Uh, you know, you've got to break that, uh, break the ice of, you know, some of the guys will know some of the girls. And then you've got like a, an Adam Elliott and a Millie, um, Boyle there who are married now. Yeah. Is she Millie Elliott? I'm not sure what she, I, I Millie did. Elliott I, sounds like Missy Elliott. I, I just, <laughs> I did, I did read a story last week in the newspaper where she was referred to as Millie Elliott. Millie Elliott. Missy so Elliott. I think maybe, obviously that must be the case. She is Missy Elliott then, Missy isn't Elliott. she? Mrs. Elliott. Yes. Uh, yeah, interesting to see the change in dynamics and I guess, you know, it'd be a shift for the sport, right? Mm. Because then they were all staying down at the Novotel at Brighton Les Sands. Okay. When we were on swim teams, you used to have rules, you know, after a certain time, can't go and, you know, guys, you can't go to level three, girls, oh, yeah. you can't go. How often was that broken? By me, not, not at all. Not by you. By me, not at all. By some of the young fellas, yeah, for sure, for sure. You but, weren't young on the team once? I was young on the team once, but I, I was more of a uh, destination adventurer, let's call it. So if we're in Spain, I'm not hanging around the team hotel room. I'm venturing out into Spain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I've got you. But we had to choose the best. So we did lawn bowls for our social event. Yep. Scope and I were the team captains. We had 28 each on our teams, 14 girls, 14 guys, and we had to choose our best bowlers to, to face off. So the best two bowlers uh, from the men's side on my team were uh, Tom Trebojevic and Daly Cherry Evans. Mm. Now, interestingly, of my 14 male players, I only had two backs. Okay. 12 forwards, two backs. And the forwards are no good. Who was the worst? Oh, Toff Sipley <laughs> yep. was pretty bad. Didn't have much of a soft touch. Did, just, you just, did you just hang out with the Manly boys, did you? There's heaps of Manly boys there. Ethan Bullymore was there. Okay. As they had four delegates, whereas but, most teams only had two. Jamie Bure is helping out his boys. Jamie Bure, Tom Simons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah, who did yeah. he bring in? 
Justin Horner. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a manly old boys there. It was a bit of a manly old boys. But uh, interestingly, talking to those boys about uh, Vegas. Oh, yeah. So I was saying, you know, I'm interested in what you're doing after the game. Well, they're actually only there for a day after they play. They're pretty much flying straight back that next night. Mm. But they get there 10 days before they play. So any uh, social events or anything are going to happen in those fir- that first day or two because they're going to be trying to get over jet lag. I think the first two days they get there, there won't be any training or anything like that so that then they can sort of get into the week as a whole and, and prepare for the game. So any yeah social events or festivities are going to be in the first day or two that they get there, not after the game. They won't have a blowout after. Surely they let them off the leash off straight after the game for a night. Unless they have, well, there'd be some, you know, experienced campaigners in there that might have something planned so that they're ready to go straight after that game. But for the most part, it's going to be the week leading up where they've got a little bit more freedom. Mm. And then they also, you know, it's a different, it's a different world these days, rugby league. They were talking about, you know, recovering, getting back, flight, round two coming up, then they're into the season proper, yeah. right? So. They were more focused on, on the season at hand. Be pretty tough going to Vegas and not giving them a one blowout. Yeah. A uh, couple of quick texts, MC. Uh, Lionel says, put a ring on it, you slack prick. Must be talking to producer yeah. Dan. He's been with his missus for nine, nine years. years as well. Disgraceful, Dan. Put a ring on it. Uh, morning, guys. It's Trotman. Uh, para home game versus the Waz, Sean Johnson. Uh, he was kicking for touch and a ball came straight at me. Through the arms, straight into the noggin. <laughs> Poor effort on my behalf. Send us some video footage. Yeah, proof, <laughs> proof. So we're talking this morning, have you been in the crowd and had a, either a catch or a drop, been hit in the face maybe like uh, Trotman, 0457 736 736. As always, we're here for Brighton's Lawyers. 6.30 News is up next, and then we're back with a complete wrap of all the morning sport news. Boda, for over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. If you're just waking up, here's some of what's making news. Peter Volandis has told Phil Rothfield in today's Telegraph that he wants to see the North Sydney Bears as part of a future expansion team. Here's a bit of PVL chatting with Buzz. Everywhere I go, that's the question I get, when are you bringing back the Bears? I never realised they had so many people. Tens of thousands. We lost them to the game. There's no doubt about that because, as I said, everywhere I go, the most commonly asked question I get since I've been a rugby league administrator is when are you bringing back the Bears? So, look, they've got to be in the equation there somewhere. They can't be a standalone team in Sydney because there's too many already. But they certainly can be part of a a future team, um, you know, be it the Pacific, be it Perth, be it wherever, uh, there's an opportunity there for them. It makes sense that they'd be brought back in some fashion because they've got 200,000 members. They're certainly in the equation. Porkies. Which bit? There's no way the most common question Peter Volandis gets is when are you bringing back the Bears? How many Bears fans do you know? No young ones. I know a few. I do know a few. I know two. Yeah, yeah. Two. I'd love to see the Bears back. I really would. In not, North Sydney? Not North Sydney Bears. It will never be North Sydney Bears. And the well, people, forget about it. The people of the Bears realise that it will never be North Sydney Bears. But Buzz said we've lost them to the game. So do you really think... And I read an article saying Peter Valendis quoted 200,000 Bears fans. Again, porkies. There's no way there's 200,000 Bears fans. B, if they love the game, they'd pick another team. I don't no. think we've lost them to the No, sport. I think there'd be an element of fans that we did lose. It was like when South Sydney were booted out of the competition. 
you do lose because people don't have a passion for another club. Some people love their club more than they love rugby league. Right. So I, I get the fact that there would have been a stack of North Sydney Bears fans now elderly, mind you. Yeah. Well, half well, that's, of them have that's probably gonna, kicked the bucket. Well, that's going to be the issue. The issue is, do they have an, enough to uh, enough younger fans to sustain that fan base? Because there'd be no one under forty that goes for North Sydney. No. And if you look around, we're in North Sydney right now. Mm. North Sydney itself is a CBD, right? Yeah. There would be a portion of people that live here. But if you're looking at uh, the area generally, is it a rugby league heartland? I wouldn't have thought so. Would you have strong juniors? What, from Mossman and Neutral Bay? Kira Billy? Is the Prime Minister's kids going to be in the junior <laughs> system? I wouldn't have thought it'd be the strongest area for juniors either. No, it's the brand, the Bears. It's the moniker, the Bears, and the worth that that brings. And I think um, when we talk expansion, look, I think a team 18 will be PNG, team 19 will be Perth, and team 20 will be uh, either Pacifica slash New Zealand team. And part of that will be the Bears. I, I think the Bears moniker will come back. By the time we get to 20 teams, there will be a team called the blah, blah, blah Bears. Okay. so And they'll play two games max out of North Sydney Oval, but be based as a second team in New Zealand. So if it's the Bears, and part of that metric is they've got 200,000 fans, how many of the, those 200,000 fans are going to travel to Perth every weekend to watch the Bears play in Perth? Are they going to keep supporting the Bears? And if so, are they the type of fan that the NRL can cash in on? Because for all intents and purposes, they probably won't be able to go to No, Perth but what it, but, it. But what it is, is you, you got... They'll support, I think 99% of North Sydney fans will support any reincarnation of the Bears, whether it's in Perth, whether it's in New Zealand, whatever the case may be. But they don't have to travel to Perth to watch their team play because they're going to get 12 games in Sydney from opposition. So what will happen, if I'm, if I'm, an, NRL, if I'm an NRL side based in Sydney, I'd rather play the Perth Bears because I know there's going to be a catchment of fans in Sydney that will go and watch that side as an away side than you know, the Perth Reds, whatever the case may be, whatever that, that moniker is, because everyone that supported North Sydney, if they all still live in Sydney, or whoever of those fans that live in Sydney, or even if they don't live in Sydney, they'll travel to watch South v. the Bears okay. at that traditional clash. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. I think Manly v. the Bears. I think there is certainly some value in bringing back the Bears, and I think once we get to 20 teams, there will be the Bears. And don't forget, last year there was reports that the Jets – the Newtown Jets have aligned themselves with the Perth bid and whether or not they become the Perth Jets and play one game out of Leichhardt or Henson or whatever the case may be yeah. and bring back that fan base as well because there is, we know, the fact that, you know, they've become quite a niche little brand, Newtown. They've got it, a cult following. They do have the a New cult South following, right? So we might have a, a situation when we get to 20 teams, we have the Jets and the Bears back. Okay. I just feel like they're... The two are synonymous, the North Sydney Bears and the Newtown Jets. The Jets without the Newtown and the Bears without the North Sydney, different. It is different. Brand. It is different. But if that's your only choice as a North Sydney fan and they can get those colours back and they can get their history back and mm. they can be called the Bears, yeah, you take it because there's no way we're going to have another team in Sydney. No chance. All right, in the cricket overnight, Australia has defeated the West Indies in the second ODI at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Sean Abbott propelled the Aussies to a total of nine for 258. He is 69 of 63. Here's our own Steve O'Keefe in commentary, jinxing him on the cricket commentary here on SEN. Might have underclubbed it. 251. Yeah. 
275 on target here and maybe a little Sean Abbott 100. Oh. Big call. Big call. <laughs> he's 69 at the moment. Third ball. Oh, he's <laughs> chopped it straight onto his stumps. <laughs> Abbott goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's as good as it gets. Oh, Commentator's cursed. Fire, Saki. What about that? Yeah, Sean Abbott, though, uh, much changing innings um, with Australia in, in all sorts there. Top order, Marnus and Steve Smith all failing. And then um, he comes out and, and blasts a, a half century to resurrect the Australian innings. Because at one side, at one stage, they were looking like they're going to struggle to crack 200. Pretty bad, yeah. yeah. Hey, just on yesterday's game, uh, there's been criticism around the ticket prices. So there was only 20,000 people there at the SCG, mm. 16,000 at the MCG the other night. So A, reserve tickets, so the good seats, were $130 for adults. Pretty yeah. pricey. Even B, reserve, $100. So the, the cheapest ticket you could find for an adult was E, reserve, which must be in the bleachers, behind the big screen, <laughs> Under bright game. lights. Restricted viewing. Yeah, it'd have to be. <laughs> Shockers. E, e reserve. If we're starting at A and we get to E, $30. So A reserve, $130. I mean, for a starter, I'm not paying 130 bucks to go to the No cricket. chance. No way. Not to see. And particularly not to see what is really an Australian A team. Really. You're right. Yeah, you're right. So you're not seeing Any the of elite. the bowlers. You're not seeing the elite play. Dave Warner's gone as well, who was box office talent to, to go and yep. watch. Uh, you know, Pat Cummins, the captain's not playing. So 130 is way too steep. And it showed by the lack of people that are there. I don't understand why these sporting organizations, and they all do it, don't lower the price to get more people there. Mm. You end up making more money anyway. Of course. Over in the APL, Ange Postacoglu's Tottenham have fallen out of the top four after drawing 2-2 with Everton. The Ange bus hit a bumpy road, MC. He was a little bit testy. Uh, Socceroos crashed out of the Asian Cup quarterfinals after letting a 1-0 lead slip and losing to South Korea 2-1. Very disappointing for the Socceroos. They had so many chances, MC. Mm. They just couldn't put away a goal. They led for quite a while as well. Very frustrating. All right. We're here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. The phone's open and we have lines available. one 1170 is the number. Give us a buzz and have a chat. We're back with all your calls and texts in just a moment. Welcome back to Breakfast. Reminder, Vossi and Brandy return to breakfast next Monday, right here on SEN 1170 AM, the home of sport in Sydney. Uh, breakfast powered by Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. The boys are back next Monday. Miss Holland, um, Brandy's going to work four days straight. He's just a machine. So You know what that means. You're in the hot seat on a Friday. That means I'm in on Friday this year. Yes. So I've gone from Wellness Wednesdays on breakfast to Freaky Fridays. <laughs> Which do you prefer? Because you've got a bit of both in your life, I'd suggest. <laughs> <laughs> Freaky Fridays is good. I think we can get a bit loose on a Friday. <laughs> Maybe Vossi and I can go for post-breakfast work drinks. Do you think? Really kick the weekend off. Um, obviously, ben, Brandy and Vossi do a lot of work over the weekend, so... Mm. Brandy's going to do the Monday to Thursday stint, and uh, I'll be the regular on Friday. Looking forward to it. Big year ahead on breakfast. Looking forward to it. I'm joining you on Fridays for cross. You are? Mm. So you're going to be Thursdays and Fridays this year? Yeah, back at two days in a row. Beautiful. Huge. So we'll be together every Friday. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, MC. Hey, uh, text line. It's blowing up, particularly after the Bears chat. The Bears get people talking, don't they? Anyway, Mick says, kudos to anyone going to live sport on days like yesterday. I was watching in the aircon, 
from the comfort of my own home. Then in bed, early enough for a good sleep, ready for a tough day working outdoors. It was a stinky yesterday, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Very what'd, hot. What'd you do? You would have gone for a swim at some stage? Or? So uh, by sort of midday yesterday, I heard that there was a procession of hungover girls making their way to Bondi. So uh, I got out of Dodge. <laughs> My mate's got a house with a pool over in North Rocks. So I was over in uh, the Parramatta region for the day, hanging out with my mate at his place. There you go. Did a few little check-ins, and uh, once all the hungover girls were gone from my house, I headed back to my <laughs> sort of 5, 6 p.m. yesterday. It's not my first radio MC. <laughs> I know gameplay. how these things work. Good I know that's, how these things work. That's very, I'll pay that. That's I was ready for cool. it. I actually, I was up early, went to Run Club with Scope. He does a Run Club on a Sunday morning. Got up, went for a run, went out to the gym. Coached at the gym, then trained at the gym myself, then went from Marrickville across to uh, to North Rocks. So nice. I wasn't in Bondi at all yesterday. Nice. Far from the scene of the crime. I took the little one to the beach very quickly. On what's your what's oh, your local Cronulla? I didn't go to the beach. Oatley Bars. So it's like the George's River. There's a nice little swim spot near my house. Very quiet. That you can go get a park five minutes from home. Nice. And then if there's ever a blow up or catastrophe, we can get out very quickly and. Head back home. So, are you at swim lesson age yet? Not yet. We're close, close. We will. Um, I think once we get over, heading into next summer, I think we'll start. Yeah, nice. Uh, Shane says, I won tickets to the Super League Tri Series game, New South Wales versus Queensland, back in 1997 at the Sydney Football Stadium. Caught a penalty kick for touch by Brandy. Mm, nice. There you go. Wouldn't it be nice in rugby league if they had enough balls that if you caught one in the crowd, you could keep it? I was going to say exactly the same thing. They've gone through phases of that or like one-off events of it, but yeah, for sure. Because in the baseball, if you catch the ball, you keep it, right? Yeah. yeah. And the you know the the continuity of the ball doesn't change in rugby league, so you can do it. Yeah. I, I reckon that'd be great. Uh, Western Sydney Eagles, stuff the Bears. They need to move on. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that it's easy to stay connected to the game if your team's not there, says Tony. Yeah, I agree uh, A follow-up question. If Bulldogs get kicked out of the comp, who do you instantly go for, James, so that you're not lost to the game? I'm going, I'm going Dolphins. I go straight you're just going to jump off the bat. Like you, you wouldn't be resentful or a bit disenfranchised with the game. You just go straight. A little bit, but I love rugby league. Just love it. Feed mm. it straight into my veins. I'm so happy that... We're sort of at the back end of tennis and cricket season now so that we can talk unashamedly <laughs> not getting, about rugby league. Not get blasted not getting on the text line. On the text line about talking about rugby league in January. It's February and God's game it's is rugby back. league season, baby. We're back, baby. Uh, I'd be, yeah, straight to the Dolphins. And also New South Wales Blues, very passionate Blues fan, passionate Australian fan. Uh, unlike some people in the cricket, I would never cheer against my country. Mm. I'm all in on Australia. Yeah. So I, I would never be lost to the game. Who, oh. who, if, if Dragon's gone... Oh, I don't know. I'd, I'd probably Straight just... Straight to the Illawarra Cutters. <laughs> you are, you, you're by default an Illawarra fan anyway, because you go for a dirty merger club. Oh, <laughs> uh, yuck. Um, no, I don't, I don't think I'd support a club because I, it's different because of work, mm. right? But yeah, I would, that's all right. You're not a true fan. But No, no, no. no. Um, I don't know. I think people in my family would stop watching the game. Really? Yeah. You wouldn't find another club? I don't think you could. I don't know. It's... What if a new team comes in next year and your team's gone? You just go for the new team, surely. Well, let's hit that after the break. All right. Let's get to a break. Back with more. Welcome back to Summer Breakfast. A reminder, you can win weekly prizes and a major prize of an NRL grand final experience thanks to the brand of hot water that comes on steady, hot, and strong. Ream. 
Visit nrltipping.sen.com.au. Today, MC, 5th of February, mm. 2024, of course, the year of rugby league. <laughs> uh, in 1972, <laughs> on this day, airlines in the United States begin the mandatory inspections of passengers and baggage before flights. So before then, free for all. Free for all. Jeez, no wonder Pablo Escobar was so successful. <laughs> Uh, Brad Fittler was born on this day in 1972. Happy 52nd birthday, Freddie. Now Fittler. Puts on the step, goes right through, puts on the step again. Oh, go, Freddie. That was magnificent stuff. Well, age shall not weary them. <laughs> Freddie Fittler scores on Anzac Day. Yeah, I was about to say, I reckon that's that Anzac yeah, Day off the left foot yeah. twice. Yeah. So iconic. Vintage, Freddie. From one Blues coach to another. What about this? I know. Do you reckon they're going to exchange birthday texts? No. It's also Michael Maguire's birthday today. He's turning the big 5-0. Happy birthday, Michael Maguire. Please, 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 Michael, lead us to victory this year in State of Origin. And on this day in 2014, American comedian Jay Leno hosted the final episode of The Tonight Show. He previously retired in 2009, but returned the following year. So no Tonight Show left, or did they just change the host? There's so many of those late-night shows in America, it's hard to keep up, right? Yeah, we had something on last week, too. Was it David Letterman had just launched? Well, there's David Letterman, there was Jay Leno, there's Jimmy Kimmel, there's... Uh, who's that other funny guy? can't think of his Conan name. Conan O'Brien, does he still do one? He did yeah, one for Yeah, Conan O'Brian. Does he still do one? I don't know. I'm out I think he does. Who's here. staying up watching those anyway? They must get big viewerships. Yeah, over there. I was just saying last week, I'm more of a Jerry Springer guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Jerry. <laughs> yeah, Jerry. that's what I... <laughs> R.I.P. Jerry, no longer <laughs> yeah. with us. Yeah, yeah. Poor Jerry. Uh, if you're listening through <laughs> SNQ 693 AM in Brisbane, goodbye. Patton Heels are up next. <laughs> we can talk State of Origin now that you're gone. Uh, if you're listening through SEN 1170 AM here in Sydney, plenty more to come, including Michael Karianis' NRL Players Under Pressure and Nathan Highmarsh later in the show. Stay with us. You're on Breakfast with Michael Karianis and James Magnuson here on SEN 1170 AM.